Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. watching listening to the longest running weekly episodic filipino wrestling podcast this is the wrestling wrestling podcast stan c and ro moran the og crew at your service for this week's live stream no china liao he's preparing some stuff uh so he had to take a bit of a leave of absence from the live streams in the meantime no rowan ash as well because the boy has school and as we always say on the podcast kailangan natin mag-aral di ba kaya maraming mga uh, tatanga-tanga sa TikTok at sa YouTube at sa kung saan-saan kumukuha ng fake news. So, let Rowan go to school. It's me and Ro breaking down the week in wrestling for everyone. And as Ro so astutely did during the pre-show, it's nice to see and hear from everyone again after we took the long weekend break because of Holy Week. We hope that you were able to celebrate it however you wanted to celebrate it, that everybody's safe, and that you weren't too shell-shocked. We uh, had to go back to work because... Uh, from my experience, taking that long weekend, then having to settle back in on a Monday is a bitch. So, sana okay pa rin kayo uh, heading into the weekend. So, as everybody is uh, settling into our stream for tonight, we want to get to some housekeeping. So, let's start off by telling you about how to become a wrestling wrestling podcast patron. Right. So, uh, there's a premium live event happening in a couple of weeks. So, uh May 9th, that is going to be WrestleMania Backlash. Pero siyempre, we won't do that live because we all have to vote. We have to take the day off to vote. And we'll do an after-work viewing party for that because siyempre, uh, our civic duty comes first. So if you want to be a part of that, all you got to do is sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. For as low as 250 pesos a month, you get to support us and get access to our Discord community where we do the watch parties. You get um, exclusive review content of TV shows and pay-per-views and even local shows as Rowan did over um, last week. And then you get a merch, which is uh, either we pass a buy it from uh, online stores from the US, uh, WWE Shop, Shop AW, Pro Wrestling Tees, or uh, we get our own merch, which is 
happening soon hopefully um i update but it's gonna happen soon and when that happens you will get merch from our line for free so again patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast ayun nandun sa comments um admin jackie so nicely put it there as low as 250 pesos a month again go support us all right let's start off with the news from outside the ring and we got to talk about Kushida, who is reportedly done with WWE, so his contract expired uh, right before this week's episode of NXT 2.0. And there are reports that people from within WWE already knew about Kushida uh, leaving WWE. There are also some rumors going around that he's reportedly going back to NJPW by June and that there are reportedly some plans for him to either be part of a heel stable or to move up to the heavyweight division. And I guess it wraps up a, a three or four year run for Kushida in WWE where uh, he was basically in the same spot as he was in New Japan where he was part of the cruiserweight division, became cruiserweight champion. It's unfortunate that he had been injured a couple of times right before this latest run with Ikemenjiro in Jacket Time. Yeah, uh... It's not the career that I guess Kushida envisioned for himself when he went over to the U.S. Triple So Triple H got him in the hopes of getting a rather big Japanese star from NJPW, and it just didn't work out for him. Um, it didn't work out because the cruiserweight championship headed to the uh, being treated as a main event caliber championship. Did not push through. He shouldn't follow through. And he got relegated to this uh, comedy tag team, which I'm sure he kind of enjoyed, but I guess wasn't enough for him. Uh, I mean, I can't say what is going through his head, but I do not know what this means if he will go back to the to Japan. Because I know he relocated his entire family to Florida. Uh, his his kid is going to school in the U.S., I believe. So, the sure kung if that means he's going to AEW, he's going to do NJPW of America. Maybe that's that. Maybe that is available for him and his options. But uh, I'm just glad to see him go somewhere. I guess he's going to be valued more. Uh, I guess it's safe to say that. Yeah, I mean, looking at Kushida, he's 38, right? So he's not really the, the type of wrestler that you expect mo na, oh, develop pa yan sa developmental. And given the current direction of WWE where anyone and everyone using their ring name from outside WWE or anything resembling their real name, mababago siya, diba? And Kushida's been Kushida for the longest time. That's his shoot last name. So parang hindi na rin siya bumabagay dito sa direction ng NXT 2.0. And I like this question here from Ritz in the comments when he asks, can you consider Kushida's run in WWE as an excursion of sorts? Uh, no, because the excursion is to season the Young Lions. Uh, they are, um, it's, it's, a, it's a process of giving them more experience. And we all know that Kushida doesn't need any more experience. Like, um, it's him trying to make it to the make it to the big time the same way Shinsuke Nakamura did. So I wouldn't call that an excursion in the sense of what NJPW does to its young boys. Uh yeah, it's not the same thing. Yeah, if anything, um Kushida bet on himself and I guess it didn't work out the way that he expected it to or the way that he wanted it to. And well that happens. Um Someone in the comments is asking for recommendations for Kushida matches to catch. Uh, the Wrestle Kingdom matches he used to have between like 2015 and 2017 were always fun. 
Um, I remember, I think his last match in New Japan was with Tanahashi, right? So they were trying to give him that type of exposure on his way out towards uh, WWE. Uh, Lance in the comments here could probably give you like a, a quick list of Kushida matches that you should watch from NJPW. Um, but I mean, uh, there's so much to catch and I'm sure they're all online. Yeah. So from what we know or from what's being reported sa internet, parang wala namang bad blood or whatever. So I hope it stays that way. And, you know, as with anybody and everybody who moves on to a different company, we just want nothing but the best for everyone. Speaking of someone who's also done with a company, Jack Evans, uh, we found out this week, is set to leave AEW when his contract expires at the end of the month. So that probably explains kung bakit wala na siya dun sa AFO. Diba dati, tropa-tropa niya sina Butrin Blade, Private Party, all that stuff. Um, but yun, uh, we haven't seen TH2. We have no idea what Angelico's contract status is. Ang alam, ang alam lang natin yung kay Jack Evans kasi siya mismo yung nag-tweet out nun. Yeah, uh, it's already being clear that um, a bunch of the originals that Tony Khan signed for AEW, medyo mawawala na sila. So, Tony Khan found new toys, as sad as that sounds, especially after WWE released so many people from NXT and and the main roster. So you can expect those, especially when they have bigger, I mean, not necessarily bigger, but uh, at least a more notable recognition because they came from the, they came from WWE and Kai Papano, that's still a bigger roster. That's still a bigger show than AEW. So uh, it also doesn't, it also helps that they have a nice solid foundation from their training at the performance center. So it's sad, but um, I'm sure uh, it's a circle of life in pro in the pro wrestling industry. Yeah. Sabini Emil, at least Jack Evans got a payday since he's been grinding it in the indies for years before signing a major contract with AEW. That's right. Yeah. Um, I've been following Jack Evans on and off since 2005, 2006. So alam, alam ko na, when, when he showed up in Lucha Underground in the mid 2010s, now this guy's a veteran. He's been around and he's also had a lot of miles now on his body. So I'm happy that he at least had this three year run with AEW and. You know, wherever Jack Evans and or Angelico show up next, uh, you know, th- they'll be lucky to have them because they are still a fun act to watch if, you know, um, just you know, underutilized. And probably, I, I mean, they're probably going to find a home in MLW's Azteca Underground because, of course, they're Lucha Underground, OG. Sila. So yeah. if you ever miss Jack Evans, then that's probably where, should, where you should look for him next. Yeah, that makes sense, given that uh, Azteca Underground is like the spiritual successor of Lucha Underground anyway. Sticking with more AEW news, let's talk about FTR. And Binalita this week that WWE is reportedly interested in bringing them back. So this is kind of strange, given that uh, in 2019-2020, yung usap-usapan regarding FTR was that FDR wanted out and they weren't happy with the creative direction. They've talked about this on podcasts and interviews. And in the two years since, FDR has become one of the hottest tag teams in AEW. And now, um, may balitang lumabas na uh, their contract is about to expire soon and that AEW has a one-year option. Parang sa NBA, merong team option yung AEW. And as of now, hindi natin alam kung ipipick up ba o hindi. I'm sure we pick up yan. Uh... Tony Khan knows how valuable FDR is to his business. So I'm sure he's not going to let that pass up, especially when he already lost Cody to, uh, to WWE, right? But, uh, um, 
this whole interest, uh, reported interest by the WWE in bringing FTR back. It's like the Cody thing, as I mentioned. Uh, you go somewhere else, you build up your value, you show Vince McMahon what he was missing, and now that somebody else built you up, he wants you back and wants you to make money for it. But uh, for this, I wouldn't do it, uh, as Boswaki said in the comments. Um, we all know that Vince McMahon isn't really a big fan of tag team wrestling. He doesn't value it as much as singles com- competition. So it might be nice for FTR to be back for a little while. Maybe they got pushed. Maybe they'll get the 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 Raw or SmackDown or the unified tag team champions uh, when they return. But after that, they're probably going to get shuffled to the wayside in favor of what? More popular teams like Randy Orton and uh, Riddle. Right? So uh, stay where you are. Uh, find where your bread is buttered, as the people say, and uh, enjoy it. I mean... I know they said that for the right time, for the right price and the right circumstances, they'd go back. But uh, I believe it was Dax who said it himself. Now, sometimes it's not just about the money; it's it's about how you're used and uh, uh, how they're being used in AEW is way way better than how they could ever be used in WWE. Just looking at the recent history of mga superstars that get picked up by WWE or that end up leaving the company, I think people like Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes, who really made huge stars of themselves outside the company, then came back in this larger role than they had previously when they originally left WWE. I think they're more of the exception than the norm. Uh, uh, I guess you can always up your stay up your value somewhere else. But uh, what they plan to do what what they choose to do with you when you come back that is wildly varied and uh you it in yeah like i said if you're a tag team it doesn't bode as well as if you were a single star uh julian's bringing up something that ftr has mentioned in interviews when they left wwe something about how they were supposedly going to be packaged post wrestlemania 35 and i don't know if if ftr is going to come back to wwe i think they're going to be showing up as themselves because hey look at cody rhodes but he was able to really uh sell the entire aew package and character and bring that to wwe so if I'm FTR or anyone in AEW who came from WWE, I'm willing to bet they're going to angle for the same type of uh, contract. Mm, for sure, for sure. Right? Anything else on FTR or do you want to move to the next one? Yeah, uh, we said all we have to say about FTR. All right. Uh, let's say hi to one of our newest patrons, Renzo Magnaye, longtime friend of the podcast, what? also the voice of Discovery Plus. Newest patron? Oh, sabi niya. Sabi niya, patron na raw siya. Hey, hey Renzo, what's up, man? Thank you. I did Thank not you so much. The, I didn't get the memo. Thank you, man. <laughs> All right, let's get to this next piece of news that we're talking about this week. So it's April 21. Uh belated happy 420 para sa next to celebrate. And if you're familiar with the date April 15 in the world of WWE, uh, you might remember that this is traditionally the date when talents get released. And if you noticed, Walang balita about talents getting released this year, April 15, 2022. So what are your thoughts on this, Ro? Uh, okay. Um, it Just because it didn't happen last Friday doesn't mean that it isn't going to happen yet. I mean, yes, medyo, medyo bare bones na yung roster right now on, on both ends, on both the main roster and on NXT. But 
uh, I think that that's so not enough for Tony Khan. Like, if he will cut corners and cut the fat off where he still could, he would do it. So I wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't rest on the laurels just yet. Don't sleep. We might still get it before the end of the month. We still have a week left. We still have tomorrow. For all we know, we wake up tomorrow and then it might already happen. Right? So uh, I don't think, though, it's going to be as big as the years past because they've released so many people over the past months, over the past year. So I my, my prediction is meron pa rin, pero hindi kasing dami as before. All I'm going to say is it's always in bad taste when, you know, when people joke about uh, people getting fired, people losing their jobs. So let's not root for it. Let's not predict na oh it's gonna happen tomorrow or something. You know, let, let's just not do that. Kait na medyo dark and glib yung sense of humor natin. It's just really not in good taste. Yeah. Um, other news that came out this week, we also uh, have been hearing rumors and chatter that walang plano yung WWE na tapusin yung brand split anytime soon. And this is kind of in line with what Ro and I have been saying on the podcast for weeks. Now, ultimately, kasi, WWE has to maintain a very good working relationship with the networks that air their weekly TV shows. You have the USA Network for WWE, that's part of the NBC Universal Network, and you have Fox, which is, you know, uh, despite its political leanings, a major broadcast network in the US. And I think that really says a lot towards why the brand split isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I actually don't know if the if the networks like their um, the the rosters that they have to themselves. My exclusive in their roster, but um, I do know that they still do. They still do want their big stars. They still do want their own champion. So I don't think the Uwu Championship is going to stay the Uwu Championship for too long. Like it's gonna uh, it's gonna be a uh, two world championship set up once more eventually. But uh, yeah, um, I also don't want a, um, I also don't want a unified roster. Like I'm already having problems as it is with AW having too many people the best. So uh, the bet, the more streamlined or the more compartmentalized it is, the better it is for all of us. I think. Feeling with the current storyline of Bloodline, where you have Roman Reigns being the UU champion, and then the Usos trying to unify the tag team championships. I I think it's really just confined to the storyline of the Bloodline, and when this chapter ends, it'll go back to the way it was. You know, before Roman Reigns and the Usos got superpower and, and title hungry. That's my fearless forecast, at least. Yeah, probably that 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 makes sense. I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, I mean. Eventually, they're probably going to have to add a woman and then you find that they run, run SmackDown Women's Championship. But no, uh, I think uh, the Women's Championships actually are the last bastion of networks right now. I'll say they have Char- Fox has Charlotte, which who they wanted really. And uh, USA has Bianca and Becky, which who they also wanted. So uh, I think that's going to be like the very last thing that they will be protecting. I say they don't want to piss off the networks even more. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break in a bit, but first uh, we're saying what's up to our good friend, Ash over in the UK. Who has spent some time in the ring and out of the ring as well. Hello, Ash. Thank you so much for joining us on Hello, this man. week's live stream. Miss you. Miss you, you. Man. Uh, We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk about Alexa bliss and where she's at. We'll also talk about some stuff that happened in the ring. Smackdown. 
Raw, NXT, and syempre yung Forbidden Door na announcement ni TK kanina. Pag-uusapan natin yan. But first, we gotta let you know about how you can support the podcast through your online shopping over on Lazada. All right, guys. So I'm pretty sure that the 5-5 five, five sale is happening soon enough and it's going to be a thing on Lazada. So if you are getting anything that you want and need, because hashtag Nasa Lazada yan, all you got to do to do that and support the podcast in the process is use our affiliate link, podlink.co slash IAM, podlink.co slash the letters IAM. Type that in mobile browser, add the cart, and check out from the app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast at no extra cost. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Saying hey to Javid Alon, who has been commenting. Sorry, dude, I haven't been able to get to your comments because we've been too busy fulfilling our outline. So he says that he really likes TH2. Uh, solid entrance on TH2 swag walking on Helico, which is someone we miss really. Uh, he asks, in our opinion, should the BCC, the Blackpool Combat Club, have a big dude, um, uh, big mini man on their team? Uh, I think. I think that John Moxley kind of fills that role because you see how uh, Brian and Utah are kind of small. So I think Moxie is the most But I don't think they need uh, a big dude because their entire shtick is to uh, present themselves as shoot fighters. And when you're a shoot fighter, um, size isn't really a consideration. So you've seen a lot of MMA gimmicks, shooter gimmicks. They don't, they're not really the biggest dudes. They are just uh, small fighters who can really kick your ass for real, for real. Yeah, and mga big dudes ng AEW, they're either okay on their own like Wardlow or they're occupied with their own respective factions like Jake Hager with JAS or Powerhouse Hobbs on Team Taz. So it's not like they really need a big dude. If anything, they should be focusing more on the young guns that Brian himself shouted out when they were starting as the Black, uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Any other Kumu shoutouts? Uh, just say hey to everyone who is tuned in today. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Please smash those hearts and show uh, Kumu that you like wrestling talk on the platform. So yeah, just uh, keep smashing those hearts. All right. Uh, let's talk about Alexa Bliss. And there was also a report that came out this week that she is reportedly not satisfied with uh, where she's at creatively. So um, we haven't really seen Alexa Bliss since Elimination Chamber. And even before she came back no Elimination Chamber, she was out for months. So a belated congratulations to the new Mrs. Ryan Cabrera. I'm sure you've seen new social media posts. She and Ryan Cabrera got married a couple of weeks ago. But um, in terms of Alexa Bliss, the wrestler, um, 
we didn't really see her on the Raw or SmackDown after WrestleMania, which is kind of weird. Before anything, if you are one of those people who says, uh, why not me in re- with regard to uh, the wedding, please snap out of it. Um yeah, um, I think a lot of people are unhappy with Alexa Bliss's creative as well. Like, well, th- creative at all. Like, there is nothing happening. There is nothing to be happy or unhappy about. I mean, the thing to be unhappy about is that she's not being used, and I, I don't understand how she's not being used when she is. She has proven to be one of the most popular women on the roster. So, what up with that? Uh, to quote the Hurricane, uh, I don't know. Um, if I were her, I would I would leave too. So it's so odd to me because Alexa Bliss, she is one of the true homegrown products of WWE's performance center system. Right? Uh, they you know discovered her from the world of competitive cheerleading and, and bodybuilding. So the fact that they were able to uh, turn this raw prospect into a multi-time women's champion. Uh, someone who's won every championship there is to win and consistently performs well in the ring, on the mic, incredibly popular with the fans, regardless of her alignment. I really wonder with Alexa Bliss. And I just wanna I just wanna see Alexa Bliss again. I wanna be able to call an Alexa Bliss match again. And I, I just wanna see her on TV. Yeah, um, you're not the only one who wants to see her on TV. So talagang Kung kay Vince na karating yung reklamo niya, then something should happen. But if nothing still happens, then I, I would go. I would just go. Yeah, so yun yung binalita kina Sean Rossap and Fightful Select that apparently uh, nag-usap na raw si Vince and Alexa. So yun, um, whatever was said in that conversation, syempre di natin alam behind closed doors na yun, kung totoo nga na uh, they actually had a face-to-face conversation about that. Over to Raw. And talk about the new United States champion. His name is Theory. Of course, um, apparently, he might be renamed as All Day Theory. Oh, wait. Sorry. See, before we talk about Theory, I forgot about this one. Uh, LA Knight appeared on SmackDown this week. Uh, it's a dark match right before the, the actual show. And he's been repackaged as Mace's manager. So, yung mga dark match that happened before the actual shows, usually pang test yan mga new gimmicks, new characters, maybe new storylines for some of them. And uh, from from the, the, this picture and what we've seen online, it looks like Mace is done with the whole retribution gimmick of it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm okay with this. Uh, it's just weird that he keeps the Mace name. That doesn't really mean anything right, right now. Uh, Not like Edge means anything, right? I mean, yeah, but yung gimmick niya kasi is he's a dude so he's a real dude so should he not have a real dude name or at least you use mace as a nickname like uh, brennan mace williams or something like that uh so or they could go back to dio madden but that was his original yeah, ring name dio mace madden something like that something like that but why 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 not that's uh hitting two birds with one stone so speaking of stone um the LA Knight gimmick is pretty much uh, jacking Robert Stone's gimmick uh, on SmackDown. So Meron Chunk talent agency and Mace is apparently the first signee to his talent agency. So I'm okay with this. Uh, LA Knight is apparently the white MVP on SmackDown, which is to say that he is a manager who can talk and can wrestle if he wants to wrestle or if they want him to wrestle. So I'm okay with this. Uh, I guess it's a nice use of um, LA Knight's talents of on the mic. I just don't know how he feels about not really wrestling. But 
if it gets you on SmackDown on one of the big shows, then why not, right? Yeah, I'm pretty happy that they're doing the whole sports agent thing because MVP is more of your traditional wrestling manager. And it reminds me of MVP when he first came to WWE. He was really hyped as this free agent signing as if it were real sports. And if you have like the sports agent type of character, it's kind of a fresh take on the whole managerial role. So magandayon. Tapos kung follow ka rin ng, ng music really up close, then you can associate L.A. Knight, the sports manager, with L.A. Reed, the music manager and producer. So that's a nice little Easter egg right there that you can you know connect for yourselves. So I, I'm pretty happy with this. I, I'd love to see more of it. And you know if it means that you have, you have these two fresh new characters in L.A. Knight and Mace or whatever his name will be given this new character, then that should freshen things up over on the blue brand. Now, uh, crossing on over to the red brand. Okay, let's talk about theory. Um, I, I was talking earlier about, or I was saying earlier, now um, he might be calling himself all day theory going forward because he actually used that phrase in one of the digital exclusives that came out after he won the United States Championship. So I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm hoping that he actually does go with all day theory because he's sinasabi niya narin naman, and you know it, it's at least longer and I guess catchier than just theory. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, it, the theory thing was just, it's weird on paper because uh, it's just theory, and theory is a word like we've established before. But um, when you say it, because when you call him by the name, uh, it makes sense. It's just, it just looks weird on paper. So uh, the whole all day thing is to make it look okay and normal on paper. So no matter what he goes with, okay, now. Whatever, man. Just uh, he's the as long as they keep the theory part. Yeah, uh, Glendale is asking, "What's next for Finn Balor?" Di ko alam. Di mo ako yung bohor. So, look, man. I don't know. Um, he can be just you know uh, a mainstay on the mid card. Uh, it sounds like they're gonna. Roman Reigns. We've already been there. The rope already broke there. So I don't think that ship is gonna sail again. Um, it's just there. He will collect his raw paycheck and live his best life with his hot wife. Yeah, his hot wife, who is also employed by WWE as one of their Spanish language presenters. So, Since when? Yeah, uh, last few months, I guess. Really? Wow. Yeah, she is one of the Spanish hosts. Yeah, of WWE. get that bag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, Balor the is forty years old. Yeah, yeah. The Devitt family's fine, guys. They're fine. <laughs> so there. Uh, I hope that answers that question. Let's talk about the women overall once again. Etana, the breakup that we saw coming a mile away finally happened. Rhea Ripley has turned on Liv Morgan. So this is the second tag team partner that uh, Rhea's had beef with in the last year. Yeah, I mean, what do you want me to say? That I mean, ano eh, with the iconics gone. Um, WWE lost their only last women tag team so the division is really just full of teams who are uh, single stars paired with each other so yeah, when you have that and you don't really value tag team wrestling and um, it's not that high in your priority that this is what happens so it's just what you can come to expect from the tag the, the women's tag team division from now on so I'm going to look at the positive side here and talk about how Rhea Ripley being a heel at least frees her up to go challenge Bianca Belair. 
So if you notice, but Sonia Deville, she's challenging uh, Bianca for the Raw Women's Championship next week on Raw. And that's not going to be a pay-per-view match. So Bianca has to, ha- has to be able to do something at, if not WrestleMania Backlash, then the next premium live event. And I'm willing to bet my money on Rhea Ripley being the next number one contender, which I guess is fresh because we haven't seen face Bianca and heel Rhea go up against one another, have we? Parang hindi pa ata. So uh, I don't mind that at all. Um, I just feel sad for the women's tag team division because you can tell that it's really being booked badly. Yeah, uh, admin Jackie also mentioning that Rhea can go join Edge's stable. So yeah, uh, that's also been rumored for a while. Now Edge has been gathering members, so he's got Damian Priest and then Rhea Ripley and Tommaso Ciampa's names have been thrown out there. Actually, I'm more I'm more curious about how Rhea Ripley gets to remain Rhea Ripley. I real name No, no, it's not. That that's not her real name. But that was her pre WWE name then in the Indies. Maybe she didn't own it. Maybe they. I Maybe maybe a name change is on the way. So you never know. Yeah, but uh, now that she's healed, then if she joins Edge's cult or stable or whatever you want to call it, so that that might happen. Uh, let's go over to NXT and at all. Let's talk about this one. I know you've been uh, raring to go about this one, Ro. Joe Gacy apparently is now imbued with supernatural powers. What's going on? That's fucked up. Um, it's super weird because Bray Wyatt is gone. The Undertaker is retired. So I guess they need a new supernatural character. But like, so... how did Joe Gacy get these powers to begin with? Like, all of a sudden, <laughs> he goes from being this really twisted, fake woke guy, and then he gets Harlan, and then Harlan is gone, and then now he's messing with uh, Braun Breaker, kidnapping Rick Steiner, and then now he's like appearing in the dark and out of nowhere. So. Uh, while we all try to connect the dots and figure out Pandanaka powers, Joe Gacy, and all my powers, uh, which do you prefer, fake woke Joe Gacy or this deranged version of him? Harlan isn't fired, by the way. He's just getting married, so he wasn't here on uh, the this week's episode of NXT. So, Yon, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know. It's super weird. Like, we're supposed to buy into the fact that Joe Gacy suddenly has powers. And I did actually prefer the fake woke Joe Gacy. Not a, we know that it was fake woke. Because at first we thought it was like a, a genuinely, sincerely uh, character trying to be woke thing. So, um, it's rooted in reality. It's, it's down to earth. And this is just really over the top. So, uh, it's them trying to make Joe Gacy interesting enough to be Braun Breaker's um, uh, contender. Foiled. Contender, you know, contender. Because to the championship, right? Hmm. So, yeah, uh, I'm not buying it. And I don't know if anyone else is really buying it. And, to, and because of this, I don't really feel their feud heading into spring breaking. Okay, guys and uh, girls in the comment section, which do you prefer? Fake woke Joe Gacy or this deranged uh, evil supernatural, version of him. yeah, supernatural Joe Gacy, yeah. Tanong ni Roman J, mas malakas daw ba yung powers ni Lumis? Actually, it's very funny because now that Dexter Lumis is a good guy, parang nawala yung powers niya. Tapos siguro for some reason naman na ni Joe Gacy. <laughs> yeah, super weird. Yeah, I, I totally forgot that Dexter Lumis had zombie powers nga pala. So yeah, that was so, also a thing that Triple H's NXT tried to do. So let's not, uh, let's not gloss over that. 
Actually, ito, let me ask you guys this, and and Shempe, si Ro na rin. In 2022, meron pa bang space for a supernatural character like The Undertaker? No. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, I'm sorry to the kids. I'm sorry to Boss Waki who uh, really, really loves The Undertaker. Uh, but I don't. Eh. It's um, it's something that I left behind in childhood. Like I thought Kane was really cool back in the day when he could summon fire and all of that. Um, but that was back in the day. I was a ch- I was a child. I was uh, easily impressionable. So now that yeah, as we like to say, we know how the sausage is made. Uh, we know what kind of gimmicks and characters we like in wrestling. Uh, it's just not my thing. It's it's I I really can't get behind the supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, Neil is bringing up Danhausen and his shit posting powers. Or you know his version of the powers. Well, he's not supernatural, isn't he? He's just being himself. He's just being his weird self, right? Yeah, actually, when when you look at Danhausen, parang everyone's kind of in on the joke, and everyone yeah. kind of knows that Danhausen is just being an idiot, basically. Parang nakatawa siya, di ba? Pero yung talagang seryosoy mo na, like si Dexter Loomis when he had the zombie powers, or etong kay Joe Gacy, or even Bray Wyatt as recently as Bray Wyatt, did that fly for you? Like when Bray Wyatt was being the fiend and you know no, um, getting Alexa no. to do his bidding it wasn't my thing it wasn't my thing I preferred the early Bray Wyatt that was uh, that tended to wax philosophical about a lot of things about the nature of man uh, the nature of good and evil and stuff like that I liked that and then when it crossed over to horror territory it just didn't hold my interest uh, like before is it because we're older yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, like, it's not like I don't like fantasy shit. I don't like horror shit. But I like Marvel stuff. Like, I like comic stuff, superhero stuff. So that's not, it's not a thing. Eh? It's not. It's not that I have aged myself out of liking that kind of stuff. It's just that it's just not what I look for in wrestling. You know, hindi kasi yun yung ano yun yung type ko na na if you know what I mean. See, Uncle Alan mentions Dario Cueto, and uh, I might as well mention Lucha Underground because when we started watching Lucha Underground in 2014, so mid-20s, we're adults, right? Uh, Lucha Underground had an appeal, at least to me, because the supernatural niya was rooted in the fact that Lucha Underground was a show about a wrestling company. Yeah. There were layers upon layers of fantasy, pa siya, and they had all this space for the mythology to build. Yeah, yeah. To me, because Lucha Underground was a show that was not strictly wrestling. It wasn't um, a pro wrestling television program. It was, yeah, as you mentioned, a television program that so happened to have pro wrestling at its very center. But it was really all about. Uh, it was it was a comic book come to life, and yeah. uh, all the supernatural stuff was rooted in that um, in that notion that it was a comic book. So when you with Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker and Joe Gacy and Dexter Loomis now, that you're putting them in a context where it's not entirely that. Eh? Um, the wrestling show they're part of isn't a comic show, isn't a comic story, isn't a superhero story, isn't a mythological story. It's just one part of the the setting that they're in. So when not everyone is part of that, of that uh of that feel of that atmosphere, it kind of ruins a lot. And um, it's just not, anyway, it's just not the way you want it to be. I think. Brian Paul in the comments, what about Malachi black and the house of black? Uh, 
that to me isn't fully supernatural yet. Parang yes, yeah, uh, the whole eye thing was very horror then, but they're still keeping it kind of grounded. Like they just want to kick some ass and happen to be goth at the same time, you know. There, there's an argument to be made that you wrestling is supposedly for everyone, or like there's something for everyone, right? So could it be a case of people like us that are a bit older and you know supernatural stuff just not our cup of tea anymore? Could that be it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, Kirina, it's not. Anyway, um, it's not that I don't like the extraordinary. It's not like I don't like supernatural. It's not like I don't like superheroes and fantasy and all that stuff. Because I like it in other mediums. It's just that I guess it doesn't fly as much in wrestling when a big part of your wrestling is still trying to present itself as a sport. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, it's a Lucha Underground didn't present itself as a sport. Eh? So, uh, be, by that alone, I can more easily accept that these things were happening in its universe. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about AEW, Forbidden Door, and everybody's favorite couple, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. That's coming up after the break. But first, here's how you can support the podcast through your online shopping over on Shopee. Yeah, uh, again, uh, 5 5 sales happening soon and payday sales also happening on Shopee. So if you are looking to support the podcast with your online shopping, all you got to do is use our affiliate link, podlink.co slash W9X, podlink.co slash the letter W, the number 9, and the letter X. Type that in your mobile browser, add the cart, and check out from the app. And what you buy will help us do what we do. Again, at extra cost. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's get some more shout-outs over on Kumu. Si Abby, nagpadala ng halo-halo na marami. So thank Uy, you, Abby, thank you, for Abby. that. OG patron uh, yan. Sakto kasi sobrang init ngayon. Um, saying hey to everyone who is tuned in right now. Uh, just saying hey. Because a lot of you guys are tuned in. So thank you again for supporting the podcast on Kumu. Keep smashing those hearts. Just keep on doing that. Because when you do that, you let everyone know that you like to hear and watch wrestling talk on Kumu. All right. Let's talk about the Forbidden Door. A lot of you have been asking about that on social media, especially on TikTok kanina nung nag-announce na finally si TK. So the AEW NJPW Super Show is happening on June 26. It's going to be at the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. And, well, they called it the Forbidden Door. And while Ro and I tried to break it down on our end, why don't you drop your dream AEW New Japan matches in the comment section so you know we can try to see which ones might happen and which ones yung parang suntok sa buwan. Yeah. Um, okay, so this was the rumor uh, leading up to this week's uh, big announcement on this week's episode of Dynamite. So... Uh, to me, it was expected because a lot of NJPW stars were already working on New Japan, on AEW. And mm. um, the announcement 
didn't have as much kick as much the thing for me because yeah uh gpw guys were already seen on aw programming so i really hope that they can make up for it when they announce the big matchups because uh, the one thing i'm hoping for is for the people who are based in japan to uh head over to aw i said that's i think the biggest part of the dream matchup the dream from the dream partnership that a lot of people are wanting to see Adam Cole already mentioned it, but he's facing Ishii. So doesn't that count? Uh, no. Um, yun yung uh, Owen Hart qualifier, I think, for next week. So Ishii is here in the U.S. And uh, that's not the big, uh, that's not the big uh, uh, bringing over that they're going to have. See, si Alan, sabi niya, suntok sa buwan, Kenny versus Ibushi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a dream matchup because you've already seen that. Not for like a world championship or not like on a super huge stage. I guess, but I mean, <laughs> it's not like you ha- haven't seen that before. So uh, I don't think Kenny is going to be a part of this show. I think Kenny is still um, injured. Right? I don't know if it's, if he is super injured, but uh, I know he's taking time off. He is mm. living his best life, playing video games at home. So and being an exec. Uh, uh, Kenny being part of an AEW versus an NJPW dream card isn't really that exciting because he's literally uh, been a top champion of that of NJPW. So, man, I'm gonna experience done. Leo says CM Punk versus Kenta, GTS versus GTS. Yeah, I want I want to see that. Um, Kenta has beef with CM Punk. I don't know if the beef is real. Although they're not really in their primes anymore, um, mm. it's still going to be a fun big match to watch. Someone going after my own heart. Any uh, Anything with Brian on one side and Zack Sabre Jr. on the other side. Yeah, uh, that's also a dream. I think it's a dream match for Zach, for ZSJ as well. So I want to see that happen. Admin Jackie says, Suzuki Goon versus BCC for violence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh yeah, that's gonna be that could be part of the ZSJ match because ZSJ is part of Suzuki Gun. So uh yeah, might as well throw all of the uh BCC and Suzuki Gun guys in in one match and just let it rip. Yeah, in third man, you see Tai China, the dangerous techers and Minoru Suzuki versus the three guys from the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh Deva. Uh, um, people mentioning Jeff Cobb, Great Ocon. We've seen Jeff Cobb in AEW. Let's you, let's anybody forget. Yeah, pero that was like one time, right? against uh, one time John Moxley. Moxley, yeah. Yep. Yep, so yep. Uh, I think there there's an argument that could be made for you know bringing over Jeff Cobb again. Yeah. Uh, somebody else mentions Undisputed Elite versus question mark. Like, sino kaya pwedeng ipagtambal sa Undisputed Elite? Probably G.O.D. because G.O.D. got kicked out of the Bullet Club. So, um, my connectivity you, should yeah, yeah, you might there. That's that that war is still kind of going on. So, you might want to jump into that. It would also be nice to see how Shingo gets involved because he just got announced as the Japanese commentator for AEW. So, you then my, my meta narrative or meta connective tissue. So, uh, it should be fun. Uh, you know, uh, wrestling fans win at the end of the day. So, we have a couple of months until that show happens. So, abang abang na lang tayo and tingnan natin how that card shapes up. If you have any other dream matches, keep 
sending them in through the comment section. We'd love to see and hear what you guys had to say about the Forbidden Door announcement. While you get to that, let's talk about Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti and the apparent double turn that happened over the last week. So Sammy and Ty are now heel and the men of the year and Dan Lambert, not American top team, but just those three guys are now baby faces. So let's break it down. Over the weekend, Battle of the Belts, Scorpio Sky lost the TNT Championship to Sammy Guevara. And over the last few weeks, every time Sammy and Ty would appear on Dynamite, binubuna sila na mga fans. And now, uh, I guess TK called an audible and Sammy and Ty are even more obnoxious than they've ever been. And sina Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and Dan Lambert all got the memo to not piss people off. <laughs> yeah, that's super weird. Um, big naging face Men of the Year and Dan Lambert just because Sammy and Ty became more annoying. So uh, it's uh, it's an emergency decision on Tony Khan's end. And this wouldn't have happened if Tony Khan actually controlled what Sammy and Ty got to say. And how they acted about, but uh, it is what it is now. And at least he was aware enough to call that audible. So, um, a few story beats that that would really help um, men of the year become faces. But it is what it is. And uh, I think a lot more people are comfortable with cheering them on now, and a lot more people are obviously comfortable with booing Sammy and Ty. So, uh. I don't know how long this feud is going to be extended. Uh, I'm kind of over it, but it is interesting to see the men of the year be faces. And I do actually want to see for how long uh, Dan Lambert can keep up being a good guy or not at least less of a douchebag. Yeah, to be fair, get somebody Dan Lambert what he has to do with but as a babyface manager. And let me tell you, speaking from personal experience, pucha sobrang hirap maging babyface manager. Okay? Sobrang hirap niya. So, uh, the assignment for Dan Lambert is going to be pretty difficult. And he passed week one, so good for him. And as Rose said, sobrang challenge and for him, how he can keep establishing himself as a personality, how he can represent Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page without stepping on them and without being overbearing as a character, and how he can really pull back dun sa character niya as the boomer na pote, na straight guy. Which is, um, given the optics of the world today, easier to paint as a heel. So how can he present that character as a good guy? I'm with Ro here. It's 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 a fun challenge to watch because um, Dan Lambert has really grown on me. So I want to see how he fares in this role. Um, Roman J, I'm going to correct you a bit because sina Sammy and Ty, yung mga kakilala nyo no high school na magjowa na puro PD at laplapan. Yun yun. <laughs> no, I mean like that, that doesn't necessarily turn you into a heel. It's just that um, Sammy is pretty full of himself so pretty much almost the same behavior as Cody um and he was it didn't help that he had some pretty lame comebacks and clapbacks over the past few weeks so uh talagang obnoxious ang character niya and you know having a girlfriend has nothing to do with it it's just that both of you can be annoying and uh they lean into it i guess yeah um, I, I guess no simula, very natural na talaga yung pairing nila, di ba? Like when they came out as a couple, it, it they, they were riding off yung natural chemistry nila. But somewhere along the way, I don't know when, you know, it just got annoying. Na parang, okay, we get it. You're a couple. You're two good-looking people. Medyo OA na. And I think that's where the resentment started to come from the fans. It, yeah, uh, I guess that's where it came from. Um, they were just really annoying about it. Um, 
they were just really annoying about having a relationship and being an on-screen couple. And they took that, that, that obnoxious part of themselves too far. Yeah. Guys, we're, we're not going to say na may nang agaw, okay? Na mayroon nang aliwa or whatever. Kasi sinasami and I have been saying na, like, leave them alone. Leave their personal lives out of this. So we're talking about the characters, the way they're presenting themselves on TV. Uh, we're not talking about the people behind the characters. You know what I mean? Uh, so we're, my, bro we're Jolo, my bro Jolo here asks, how can you like Dan Lambert? That's, that's a really good that's a really good question because it really is hard to like Dan Lambert. Uh, so what he is doing is just d- dialing it back down and not being as loud as he used to be. So if you can He's also tell, saying less. Yeah, yeah. You could tell from the segment that happened earlier today that he wasn't as he didn't have as much to say as he used to. So you palang, you can tell. So sana which also goes back to a point I made on a different podcast last week. Na that that's the reason why you barely see any babyface managers. Because normally, kapag may manager ka, the, the manager's there to run their mouths, and babyfaces rarely run their mouths, diba? Uh, when you have a babyface who's on the mic, usually they're the they're the guys who can do the rah rah speech. Na yeah, I'm a good guy. Uh, say your prayers, take your vitamins, all that stuff, or uh, hustle, loyalty, respect, or yung kay Drew McIntyre, his type of rara speeches. You rarely see a good guy in a world champion. Na merong manager doing the talking for them. Because why would you need someone else to interpret yung saloobin mo, ba? Yung brand mo or whatever feelings you have for the fans. Like if you're a real good guy, dapat kaya mong magconnect directly with the fans. That's why I say na. Uh, sobrang uh, hirap talaga maging babyface manager. Yep, yep. You you nailed it. Like, uh, you don't really need um, a babyface man. You don't really need a manager if you're a babyface because that the manager position by design is to generate heat for you and to uh, cheat for you. So, uh, you you usually remember that if you have a manager as a baby face, they're usually valets and they are usually sympathetic characters. But the idea of a valet is kind of outdated because uh, traditionally it used to be women. Right? So and women can fight on their own. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to put that, uh, you don't want to put women in that position too much nowadays. Ito pa, I'll just dig a bit deeper here on managers ha, and why theoretically dapat heels lang yung may managers. In real life, pag may nakausap ka, kunwari nang invite ka, oh, can you, get on, can you guess on my podcast? And then they say, oh yeah, just talk to my manager. Di ba nakaka-off? Kasi kausap mo na directly yung tao, they refer you to their manager. So whenever someone has a manager, it's like sa sobrang big time nila, may chuwariwap sila to do their talking for them. They're not doing their own stuff. They have that manager doing that stuff for them. So oh, that's okay, another yeah. reason why having a manager is is um parang, uh, stereotypically a heel character trait. That's a slippery slope because uh, managers actually are pretty useful for organizing your schedule. So yes, no, no, no. That, that's also true. That's also correct. What I'm trying to say is, parang like in a, in a real world setting outside of wrestling, like that's how you can kind of tell. Parang, ah, yeah, okay, managers, like okay. Like this right. is you know, okay. where they are. So yon. Um, any other thoughts on Sammy and Ty and Men of the Year? Uh, well, I think everyone is on the same page here in that uh, they are really annoying, and at least they leaned into it. Yeah, 
Ilang guys, uh, we're we're talking about the characters again. Remind ko lang kayo na kung gusto magpakamarites, do it among yourselves. Don't do it online. Don't bring it to the podcast. We're not talking about the real people, lalo na you know the real people behind the Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti characters. All right, let's talk about Satnam Singh having debuted on AEW. And if you haven't heard of Satnam Singh, he is a basketball player from India, and he spent. I guess at this point, mga 10 years na siyang nasa US kasi he'd been training, he'd been going to school. He was in, I, th- I believe, the IMG Sports Academy because he was trying to make the jump to the NBA. He got drafted in 2015 or 2016 by the Dallas Mavericks, but he never signed an NBA contract. Um, you can watch his story on Netflix. There's this documentary about him called One in a Billion, which is what Tony Schiavone and Excalibur were referencing when Satnam Singh had debuted on AEW. And since... I believe 2019 or 2020, he'd been training with the Nightmare Factory. So he'd been there as a student and you know, na, na call up na siya, na graduate na siya. And he's the new heavy for Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal. Ayun, so his entire uh, debut was a mess. So he got the lights out treatment, which is usually reserved for um, the House of Black right? or any other supernatural gimmick. Uh, usually also a bigger name. But when the lights came on, he was like, okay, uh, there was this big Indian dude, which I probably would not have recognized had I not known that they did sign him a while back. So, yun, uh, Satnam Singh is now part of AEW, part of probably ROH. And Tony Khan explained then that this was them trying to leverage on the huge, huge Indian market for pro wrestling. So I can't fault them for that. Because a lot of people have tried. TNA has tried. WWE has tried. tried. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, With Great Kali, with Jinder Mahal being champion. Even with an Indian-only pay-per-view happening last year. So Mm -hmm. uh, there there have been a lot of attempts to um, get the company or get the product over with India. And... I don't know. Um, it's just tough to say because uh, we can all judge it for we can all judge the attempt because we all saw it, and it's not just um, something that they're catering exclusively to India. Because, uh, so it's tough to it's tough to analyze. It's tough to assess on how uh, how wise that decision is. I don't know. What, what do you think about it? So I caught yung vignette this week that they put together with Joe being interviewed, Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal also getting their licks in. And I appreciated yung thread that they're trying to weave from Sanjay Dutt calling himself the greatest Indian professional wrestler. Parang, okay, sige. And how Satnam Singh continues that line. Na parang at least they're trying to build that bridge of connecting them together. Because when Jinder Mahal got Veer and Shanky, parang wala, okay, you know, um, they're, they're my heavies. But that, that's how Jinder Mahal presented them. It wasn't really about uh, continuing this dominant line of Indian professional wrestlers from Kali to Jinder to Veer and Shanky. It wasn't really like that. Parang chuwari wap sila ni Jinder Mahal, for, for lack of a better term. So at least ito na-appreciate ko. But I think in terms of impact, mas impactful si Veer. Eh. And even Sangha on NXT, who used to be Veer's partner in Indushare, parang mas impactful sila as characters right now as opposed to Satnam. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I would agree. It's just that... Uh, Satnam kasi is a guy who didn't get a lot of hype because I mean your biggest claim to fame is getting drafted by the Dallas Mavericks and then you never really got to play so you can't ever really say that you were a former NBA player you're just really a former draft pick and uh, 
the, being the AEW version of the great Kali isn't going to win you a lot of uh, fans over in that crowd. So I don't know. I don't know how wise it really is. I guess if I were Tony Khan, I would just have tried to produce an Indian product like what WWE did, like what TNA did. Uh, I wouldn't really merge yung Indian uh, you Indian assets go with what I'm trying to do with everyone else from around the world. It's, it sounds kind of weird. It sounds kind of bad, but it is what it is. Because you're at on the whole, you're still trying to satisfy an entire world's worth of uh, wrestling fans, right? And what works for one country may not work for the rest of us, and it certainly did not work for the rest of us. What I will say is people like the great Kali, Veer, and Satnam Singh in particular, they're all incredibly popular in India. Like you uh, go, you, you bring these people to India, dudu mugin sila, kasi legit celebrity sila. Uh, uh, sure, the fact sure. that they made it over there. Kind of like si Kai Soto, kind of like how Dito Sopinas, we're kind of pinning all of our hopes on Kai Soto. Satnam Singh is their Kai Soto. Uh, that being said, neither Kai nor Satnam have actually played in the NBA. And if you watch <laughs> the documentary, Yung One in a Billion, see Satnam is such a nice guy. He's a big, cuddly teddy bear. And I'm kind of tired of the big Indian wrestler being presented as a monster. Because uh-huh. I think your personality ni Satnam is in him being a big kid. And I don't know how you portray that in wrestling in 2022. And I, but I just know that presenting him as this big monster, Nina Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal, is just not hitting it for me right now. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to hit it for a lot of fans moving forward. So I don't know how they're going to make it work. But, you know, I have to give them props for trying because um, it's not just about the the smart fans. It's not just about the internet smarts. So I guess good on Tony Khan for recognizing that he still has to... Uh, he still has to take his company to the next level around the world. Uh, but I don't know. Does a moral victory count like that? I, I don't know. Man, I don't know. I mean, inga, A for effort, I guess, because WWE has veered, right? And they were wise enough to pick up Satnam when his NBA prospects just dwindled. So only time will tell. Because two weeks pa lang naman since he actually made his debut. So I hope na this um, not-so-exciting of a debut doesn't affect his prospects negatively in the industry going forward. I'd like to be proven wrong. Sana gawin na lang siya ng, ano, sana gawin na lang siya ng vignettes and getting to know you stuff, which is they're pretty good at that, I think. Um, they're not bad at it. So uh, I think it's it would be good on them, especially for Sanjay Dutt, to explain uh, what Satnam Singh is all about. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kasi this week, yung vignette was really more about uh, Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal and their connection to Joe, kung bakit sila may beef. And not necessarily about Satnam as a character and why he is important to, to AEW, to wrestling, to India, whatever. So yun, yun yung medyo nagkulang after uh, his debut. So there, uh, those are our quick thoughts on Satnam Singh. Let us know what you think. Um, I know now there's probably some more information about him out there that I missed out on. But I would say that the best resource right now is this Netflix documentary, which you can catch. Again, it's called One in a Billion Netflix, Pays for the Plug. For now, though, let's get to our picks of the week. So you guys in the comments, you know what to do. I'm going to start with mine. The NBA playoffs began, and I'm just popping for all these NBA teams who are using wrestling themes to hype up the crowd. Like, the Boston Celtics have been playing the game by Motorhead 
pag-starting lineup introductions ng Celtics. Sobrang astig nun. And uh, the, I think the New Orleans Pelicans or the Phoenix Suns, ay, uh, Phoenix, kasi sila yung home, hometown team, they, they play the Undertaker's music for the New Orleans Pelicans, which is really weird. But like, okay, Taker's music is being used. So the next time some uh, somebody says na, oh, wrestling fake shit yan, tell them na, Real sports are taking elements from wrestling to hype up their fans. So, you know, like you can say what you want, but like you hype and the emotion, you get that from wrestling or sports entertainment. So that's my pick of the week. All right. Uh, my pick of the week is from last week's Dynamite. Uh, Suzuki versus Samoa Joe. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, just just, re- just forget what happened in the post-match. Because, uh, well... That's not really nice. It's not really uh, a banger. So, uh, yeah, uh, Suzuki versus Joe, really good match. Um, even though it's a bit formulaic, you can kind of tell if you watch enough of those matches. Uh, they're follow- uh, Suzuki itself is following a formula, but it's still pretty fun. It's still pretty fun to see uh, Joe get down like that and get into a real sapakan, especially when you've seen him uh, wrestle relatively few uh, few times about over the past few years because of all this injury because of all this injury uh incidents so uh it's really fun it's it feels like prime joe again and i hope he stays healthy for a long long time all right uh see julian picks the double wedding from raw and here's zeke speak and adam versus adam from rampage emil thanks for correcting me it was the clippers who used the undertaker's theme that's right um, Bruce picks Cody Rhodes versus Kevin Owens. A uh, bunch of you are picking the 24-7 double wedding. A bunch of you are also picking the Ezekiel lie detector segment with KO. Which <laughs> that was, was actually, that was actually funny. pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Masayang makita magaslight si Kevin Owens. Uh, Admin Jackie picks Ka- uh, Killer Cross and Scarlet's wedding. Ritz picks Mox versus Osprey from Windy City Riot. Uh, um, Suzuki versus Jordan yung kay Leo. Tsaka Dustin Rhodes versus CM Punk. Um. Yes, Jolo. You can. I. I think you can pick uh, that Joe match. Yes, you can. No, I think. I think. I think. Um, he is asking. Uh, if uh, oh. Samoa Joe versus Keith Lee is going to happen sometime down the line. Oh uh, yeah. Why not? Nothing is. Yeah. Anything is possible. They're in the same company, right? So why not? And Admin Angelo also adding to the stack of people picking the double wedding for the 24-7 championship. So there, those are our picks of the week. Thank you so much to everybody who sent theirs in. As always, we missed you. live stream last week. So it's great to be back on the live stream with you guys on a Thursday evening. We'll do this again next week on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Bro, you got any articles to plug uh, today? Uh, yeah, just read my stuff on multisport.ph. I think the last uh, the last article that I had, let me check real quick. The last article that I just... Yeah, so uh, it's uh, an article about skipping a workout. So usually you hear all about these things. Now you should go hard, work hard, grind, go get that, uh, go get that bag. But sometimes you just have to take a rest and that will help you not get burnt out in the future especially if you are grinding towards the goal it just can't be all grind so multisport.ph you can find it there and go follow us on tiktok at wrestling2xpod and read spark henry all right same ha- uh, same handle at wrestling2xpod on twitter uh for me no new episode of on deck for this week but i will be 
filming and recording some stuff in the next few days and I'll plug that when it's available enough for release so watch out for that in the meantime you can hit us up individually at Chino Supersized and at Monday Night Rowan for our two co-hosts who can't be here tonight at Rowan's War at underscore Stan C and on Facebook and Instagram if you haven't followed us yet please uh, give us a like or a follow at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Spotify if you haven't yet please go ahead and give us a 5 star rating and catch this episode as an audio only uh, version para ma-rinig uh, yung thoughts namin on the latest debut for AEW um, on behalf of Ro and everyone from the Podcast Network Asia team who do a lot of very good work behind the scenes my name is Stan C saying thank you very much keep your masks on get your vaccines and your boosters if and when you can and in a couple of weeks' time, please go out and vote at tandaan. Wag bumoto ng magnanakaw. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.